Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe and welcome back to episode 17 of part two of knowing is half the podcast synthoid conspiracy that was pretty good right that actually was pretty good episode 17 of part two so there are 17 parts <laughs> to part two I, I missed it it's late <laughs> here's the deal every time i start speaking gina just checks out anyway so yeah. it's just no, easier that way bet, i bet. can't believe you haven't started doing that yet uh i mean i have to make sure this Recorder gets turned on and off. So, <laughs> in any case, I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Jan. I'm Gene Ippolito. and we are talking about Synthoid Conspiracy Part Two, the thrilling five minutes of content spread across twenty-one and a half minutes of episode that was Synthoid Conspiracy Part Two. I'll tell you what, Christy Marks got paid twice for doing her job <laughs> once. That's correct. So that's pretty smart. I wonder if her. some of the scenes were just like, and then action. <laughs> Three pages, just that more action. <laughs> Christy Marks giving no. female cartoon writers a bad name. <laughs> you know who does action? Buzz motherfucking Dixon. Buzz Dixon does great action. Like, yeah, I, he, I don't think he gets enough credit for whatever it was he did, because e- either he is the most hardworking uh, writer on that show. Oh, I he's like, already think and so. Then, you know, and then, and then uh, uh, um, this guy does this, and then he kicks out, and then he does this thing where he runs yeah. around. Or he's like, some stuff happens. Fill it in animators. So he's either the best or the worst. We're, we can't be sure. Yeah, but if, he's, if, he, if he just leaves it up to the animators, they must really like him, because it seems like they go the extra yeah, mile. Well, I agree. Could be. I could think be. it's him. I think it's him. I'm, I'm sure it is. I feel like he just like more specific things happen in his... Is, uh, in the episodes that he writes, mm-hmm. I'm just say, why are you bringing up Buzz Dixon, Chan? Because <laughs> because he's the only writer that I have any patience for in this goddamn show. Uh, it's all, all facts, all facts. So we we left the last episode. We have a whole recap which tells us that basically the entire episode in about 30 seconds yep. of synthoids are placed during war games. They defund GI Joe. Wait, I noticed something during the recap. Is the is the Hail Cobra the all, also the Hail Heil Hitler? The, they are doing Nazi salutes. Like they're clearly doing Nazi salutes. Oh yeah, yes they were. I mean that's is a, that the norm. No, yeah, that's a fascist thing. So obviously, you give it to the bad guys. They'll, you know, yeah, hand straight out. I, I figure they weren't going for a fl- full on like Sig Heil because they did. They, they didn't like like 
crimp at the elbow. They went just straight up in the air. Yeah, uh, Is that not like the difference between the two? I think like I think when they do the walk, because this like like yeah, I think they're doing okay. The... Just a quick check. Uh, how many times have you seen actual footage of Nazis doing that? How many times have you seen sketches? Uh, wherein oh Nazis boy, are portrayed I, I to actually feel like that's I a one to twenty ratio. Actual, yeah, yeah, but I have seen actual okay Nazi footage. So when last we left him, Rock and Roll got in his bike to chase down Mutton Junkyard after Junkyard attacks the the general. And we properly called exactly <laughs> what happened next. Who knew that Rock and Roll would not actually betray Mutt and Junkyard and he would help them go free? I did make Everyone. a note that it was a real. It felt like a really long take on that handshake. Like they really wanted to sell. Like they're holding hands, they're pumping. <laughs> this is a handshake between two peers who respect each other. Are we certain that we're clear that <laughs> the rock and roll did not sell out? Mutt? Yes. Okay, we got good. it. I really continue on. I really wanted rock and roll to come over and be like, "Mutt, you son of a bitch," and then hold it for a freeze frame. Oh yeah, I mean I, that would have been okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I would have paid. Then they rip their shirts off and just hug. That would have been great. Manly hugs. Uh, So uh, Mutt runs away with Junkyard through the fence. He's off in like a stream or something. And then he stops to hug hug his dog. Uh, I figured that's Gina points right there. (laughs) I love him. He just needs to shave that gross stash. (laughs) He does have that uh, 1970s porn stash. It's really more of a Magnum PI, though, isn't it? I I mean, I got to see what his hair looks like to see if he can work it. He's always okay. wearing that helmet. He's always wearing that helmet. I'm not sure if I'd sleep with him yet, guys. Big oh, okay. Spot. But he's he, he's friends with a dog, so I figure that at least gives him like a halfway point. Yeah, yeah. He's halfway in the door already. Yeah. Uh, at which point, Destro shows up. And freaking gasses the dog. He does. Well, to be fair, he says, I want to take you and show you some stuff. I'm here to ruin Cobra Commander's shit. I know. He pissed me off, and Mutt's like, I'd rather attack you, and so would my dog. He's like... I don't have time for your shit right now. I Spray. Know. All the jokes. What was he going to do? Way. Uh, no, <laughs> because he shows up later in the episode and nobody beats him up. Well, they tried to. Well, no, because they're all just like, let's hear what he has to say. I'm just saying Mutt wasn't even going to listen to what he had to say. True. Mutt was coming for blood. Junkyard was about to pound him in the chrome head. And we were about to get right there. At which point we cut back to Cobra Commander, who then recaps the entire episode again <laughs> to Duke. To Duke, we just watched an entire, what, 30 seconds to a minute long, a minute and a half earlier. I mean, to be fair, they did want to uh, uh, focus and emphasize the science behind <laughs> yeah. uh, the synthoids. I want to make and, it clear that they had done their research. I got you. And Shane, what was that science again? Can you help me out as the uh, science jerk of the chemicals. show? Oh, genetic chemicals. That's yeah. right. And magic. Yeah. Mixed with potato chips. And bubble gum. And bubble gum. Listen, I, I actually wrote down, what if Cobra Commander just shot Duke right now? Because like, he, he takes yeah. the time to recap all this, and then he says, all right, take him to the, the pr- prison, I guess, or why, something. Why shoot when you can karate chop to the neck? But That's all I'm saying. I, like, if you're going to go through the trouble, like he already told him his evil plan. So yeah. if he killed him now, it's still a satisfying death. Yes, it's like a James Bond villain who absolutely intends to kill James Bond yep. in the moment after revealing the plan. Yeah. Except in this case, it's Cobra Commander doing another minute and a half recap because we yeah. got to stretch this shit out as deep as possible. But then also he makes a critical error when he trusts two random red shirts. Okay, yeah. Crimson Guardsman, normally good. Obviously, neither one of them was number nine, though. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they don't. He's just like, hey, random guards, <laughs> just take Duke away. Even though he's been my nemesis for years and is clearly very well trained. Yeah. You guys just take him. 
He's literally the leader of the entire G.I. Joe team. Yeah, and, and instead of just being like, hey, so this guy's like really tough. Let's just all go. Let's all go. It's a short walk. Or call in Storm Shadow. Call in someone who's competent to help you with this. Yeah, just... I, I just put here, this is the worst base design like I've ever seen in my entire life. In theory, this is a base that's big enough, that's important enough, that Cobra Commander himself would be there. Duke can just knock two people around and then run out the front door. <laughs> Yeah. Like there's no like hidden there's no gates that stay closed. There's nobody there's not listen, I've just seen gated communities in Los Angeles that had better security than this Cobra base. He's still rebuilding from the other nine bases <laughs> that we've just de- that we've seen destroyed already. Just nine. <laughs> I don't I've I lost count. I can only count to nine. That's it. After nine, it's just nine plus. <laughs> That's all we do. Yeah, it's just miserable. And so, okay, now here's a question I have about this right here. Mm-hmm. How much time now has elapsed between G.I. Joe disbanding because uh, it's really it's nebulous? I think it's like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's sort of gone because Scarlet's already changed outfits into like a green military garb and she's working as a secretary for the Synthoid General. I, I don't even understand. I think it's I like assume, 20 minutes. I assume that she would still be wearing her G.I. Joe outfit. You would think, right? Or yeah. or like a slave Leia version of this uh, the, oh, geez, oh, yeah. the Scarlet mm-hmm, outfit because mm-hmm. the guy is ob- he's obviously job of the hut, uh, uh, you know, also, reincarnation what, kind of. Uh, like cuz I wondered several times throughout this episode, what are what what's the synthoids deal with sex? Like what if you're having <laughs> sex with one of those potato chip bubblegum men? Do they squirt synthoid inside of you? I mean, like are they interested at all? They're not creating natural flowing juices, you would think. I mean, I feel like they're just like a, a really great sex doll slash. Uh, but are they into Hitachi it? magic wand? Do know, they even know what it is? Like a giant I body don't know. pillow, just Do a they... talking body pillow. A talking body pillow. Are they anatomically correct? I have yes. so many questions. Yes. Uh, Jan, you seem so sure of that. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're going to bother to make a synthoid. <laughs> You're going to give it a dick. I mean, here's the deal. You're not going to create a synthoid and not take his pants off at some point. I'm saying, I mean, let's keep it real. That would be the first thing I did. Data was fully (laughs) functional. Uh, Correct. Data was a little bit more high tech than the synthoids in this episode, though. I mean, you didn't have one button that blew up data. I'm just saying. Uh, Could data change his face? Maybe. Two different generals, two different colonels, and the commanding officer of G.I. Joe. He had a holodeck for that. (laughs) Just saying. So, yeah, Scarlet really does not like her job. Now, maybe it's because she's only been doing it for 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's yeah. literally 10 minutes after we last saw her maybe because everything because... else is frozen in time. And apparently <laughs> her story progresses a month. It might be that she's carrying around acid coffee. Throws coffee <laughs> into the dustbin. And it melts all the yeah, paperwork. That's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to, That coffee's not supposed to do that. Only at McDonald's in the 90s do you get coffee that hot. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Uh, and then this, it's just there's so many weird things happening story wise, because then we cut to Breaker sitting at a control panel monitoring the communications between the Pentagon and the random Cobra base that, 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 that he's talking to when he's talking to Cobra Commander. It's like, I thought the Joes disbanded is an important part of the new like secretaries uh, or uh, Scarlet's a secretary. Breaker now is spying on the Pentagon. <laughs> like, is that does it work for the NSA now? Like, how does that even work? Totally normal. Totally natural. Mm hmm. I have no idea what's going on. It's just, yeah, it's just so bizarre right here because he ends up tracking the Pentagon signal uh-huh. and then he's like, oh, cool. I have no idea what this place is, but I have a map of it now. Yep. It's my little toilet paper printout. 
Does he literally print it out on toilet paper? That's what it looked like. That's what I wrote down. So I trust <laughs> I trust my previous self who uh, who took these notes. You trust your past self with this episode? Yep. Uh, then we cut back to Mutt. Uh, he's in the swamp. Okay, then we oh, cut yeah. back to... <laughs> Uh, uh, G.I. Joe's decided to do a secret plan. Scarlet's pulled everybody together, uh-huh. pulled Duke, the entire Joe team, and she's like, we're going to have a hidden meeting tonight, and we're going to figure out how we're going to do something. Like, it's not, again, it's not a very well-thought-out plan. Yeah. It's almost like this isn't a very well-thought-out episode. <laughs> I mean, it it turned my brain into mush. It turned your brain into a synthoid? <laughs> yeah, I'm now a synthoid. <laughs> uh, that's fair enough right there, because they, they basically say, we go, okay, we've got to steal some guns. Uh, that was Wild Bill's idea, by the way. Yeah, and, and I wrote down, why do they let him have weapons? <laughs> At some point, someone should take them away from him. Well, just because he day drinks and he spins his gun on the deck of the uh, aircraft carrier? No, no big deal. That's a lot. So we've got to go get our fuel, got to go get our weapons. And then all of a sudden, Gung Ho's like, uh, we got to rescue Quick Kick. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh, I guess, yeah. I guess we should get him, too. That was such a minor point when right. they locked him up. Yeah, and again, how long has it been? Has he been in there for like two years? I'm saying, I'm sticking with 20 minutes. 20 minutes? I mean, he didn't grow a beard. He was still wearing his G.I. Joe outfit. Yeah. They didn't give him shoes. Yeah. That takes time, (laughs) I guess. But why do you even need to go get Quick Kick? I guess it was my thought right there. I guess No Man Left Behind was a big idea back at the time. This plan would have worked perfectly well without your martial arts stuntman. Except, like, the more the more guys you want, since they don't have a fully formed plan, their plan is get as many guys as we can and move. And literally, Breaker's like, I got this map. I mean, it literally could be anything. They could have been, like, ordering takeout. <laughs> he has no idea what ha- transpired in the call, and he just decides... Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go against the United States government. We're gonna break into top secret facilities. We're going to set free prisoners of war, and we're gonna go to a random spot on a map that Breaker just happened upon. I feel like after this episode, even if they do get their funding back, the government is gonna be like, "Hey, we gotta make sure we wa- we stop giving those dudes so much information and power, right?" <laughs> Like, because they could they could stage a coup really easily. They could take over the United States government, yeah. not even trying. Also, they, uh, that should be the Joe's takeaway at the end of this. They should be like, we got our funding back. Let's fucking shut that government down. <laughs> I feel like once they realized how long it took them to figure out that, uh, uh, oh, God, yeah, I guess my name is Duke, is a <laughs> synthoid. They're like, oh, geez, clearly we need more training. We're not up to this. Let's do some protocol. Uh, can somebody explain to me why uh, when a secret call is made from the Pentagon to somewhere in the middle of the ocean, like your first thought is uh, uh, Uncharted Island? It's like, it could be a ship. Could be a boat. Uncharted Island. Could be, I don't know, an island shaped like a skull or something like that with like a, <laughs> a weird temple on it, an abandoned temple with like, you know. With- it could absolutely be a crater in the middle of the ocean. With yeah. a Cobra base in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean, to be yeah. fair, this is G.I. Joe. That's my first thought every yeah, single time. Yeah, that would be. Okay, I'll grant you in this world, that's probably. Look, later in the episode, when Destro invites them to this uncharted place, I assume that was also a crater in the middle of the ocean. And when it turned out to be a boat, I was honestly surprised. <laughs> well, that's normal. Uh, so they decide, they break in, they steal the guns, they rescue Quick Kick, everybody, they, re- they steal the fuel. And crazy person, Wild Bill, (laughs) walks into the control room and just starts shooting everything. Uh, Yeah, it's their own equipment, right? It's their own stuff. Like, he realizes that at some point, 
they're going to be back here and they're going to want that equipment. Uh, to be fair, though, they figure the budget's going to be back by then and they can just rebuild <laughs> it overnight, right? Because mm-hmm. he just walks in. I'm not really even clear on his motivation. He just I walk- have no idea. He's a psychopath. That's his- <laughs> He just walks in. He was aiming for the dude, I'm pretty sure, but his aim is so bad, he just took out this whole bank of computers. I don't think... I think he was just like, shooting time. <laughs> Did he take one of his uppers before he went in there? Yeah, yeah. Because it seems in great spirits <laughs> for that one. To burn off some energy. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they're just like uh, uh, part two of our plan. We're going to go back to Joe headquarters. It's like, yeah, where else are they going to go? Denny's. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool. I mean, they can get a. I'd love fruity, to see that. Fresh and fruity. Get some moons over my hammy working <laughs> yeah. right now. Chan, do you have a favorite Denny's item? <laughs> I mean, you know, no. <laughs> So, yeah, where else are they going to meet? That's my entire point. They go to Joe headquarters because there's literally no other place they can go in the entire world. Uh-huh. I also um, made the note, uh, which redhead is that? Oh, when the one they, at the uh, gate? Yeah. The one at the gate turned out to be CoverGirl. <sighs> because Because I, I thought, well, she has red hair. Where Lady J go? Lady J's gone. Why Lady? is Lady J not involved in this? She was not written into Why this episode. Why are Lady J and Flint not here? Because they're clearly the best Joes for oh, the job. Oh, wait. Wait. Has anyone ever thought of the theory that... Lady J and Flint are Duke and Scarlet. Uh, they are not Duke and Scarlet. No, I'm just saying, what if they've been conning everyone this this whole time? Have we ever seen them in the same place Yes, at we once? have. Yes, we have repeatedly. Dang, nabbit. <laughs> They're trying to... To be uh, fair, we also saw a quick kick in... Uh, uh, we did. <laughs> in episode one of Pyramid of Darkness yeah. before he had joined the Joe team. Yes. Which was a rather interesting choice on the animators. <laughs> Wait, have we ever seen... Oh, Cover Girl, Lady J, and Scarlet all at the same time. Uh, not yet, but we will. All right. I'll, oh. believe, I'll some... believe it when I see oh, it. Oh, are they going to infiltrate uh, a version of The View, an 80s version <laughs> of The View? They, and... they team up with Rosie O'Donnell. Nice. <laughs> and it turns out Cover Girl, very conservative. No. <laughs> Who well, knew? I would, yeah. I would believe that, actually. Oh, Who knew? Uh, I would, I would say the only reason that. why I know that a girl uh, at the gate who's undercover uh, and, and gets the guard's attention is Cover Girl is, I honestly thought it was Scarlet until they get the punching and then Scarlet runs right by her in the foreground. Oh, my God. If it wasn't for that moment, I'm lost completely. That is the only reason I knew that. I uh, think that... Uh, my point is that they should differentiate them more. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the animators uh, ha- have only ever seen one woman. <laughs> well, and, and then, it's true. Uh, and so they get to Joe headquarters, and all their equipment is gone. So again, how much time has elapsed? Those are some big ass computers to be suddenly without in twenty minutes' time. That's true. That's a good point. Did, or, I'm, did, I'm beginning to reexamine my timeline. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but at the same time, like Mutt and Duke have been only captured for about twenty minutes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scarlet has a whole new profession. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> She's terrible at it. So. She's terrible. She hasn't had much training, much time to train. Nope. It's all fact right She's there. She's got them sweet, sweet gams, though, and that's yeah. all that matters. <laughs> What's this, Madman? 1950s. Scarlet is... <laughs> anyway. Uh, guys, the most important thing in this entire episode happens, though. Right now. Oh, yeah. We find out someone we thought was dead. That's correct. Is not dead at all. Copperhead is still alive. <laughs> Thank God. I didn't want to be a liar. I I forgot his name, and I and I just wrote, "Hey, we thought that dude was dead." <laughs> it's all true. That is Copperhead, our favorite Cajun yep. water moccasin driver, who last we saw was being had lava dumped on him and an entire temple falling on his head in the water. This mm-hmm. is the only thing of note that happens in this entire episode. <laughs> yeah, literally. I just have in big letters, "Copperhead's alive." This is how. This I is, also call caps mine. This is how hard I 
tried to find things to write about, but I couldn't find anything to write about. I have a note that just says, I want Destro and Scarlet to make out. Oh, wow. Fanfic away, everybody. No, I could see there was a lot. There were sparks flying yeah. at the meeting. Yeah. At that <laughs> meeting, I was like, oh, I could because because we've established that he likes strong women. Oh, he listened to the Baroness. So who gives who give him tongue lashings. So I would say he got a little semi in more ways than one, might I add. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sensed something. Uh, fair enough. Well, Destro at this point does, in fact, show up to Joe headquarters mm-hmm. and he says, uh, hey, guys, um, I'm going to reiterate the plot a third time in this episode because we are stretching this beyond all comprehension at this point. So he gives them a full recap of what happened for another minute, mm-hmm. tells them about the neutralizer, gives up the plan. Doesn't tell them about the Void Kampf test, though. Which one? The Voight-Kampf test. What's the test they use in Blade Runner to determine whether someone is a replicant or oh, not? Oh, yeah. Oh. I was actually thinking the thing. The test, the blood test from the thing. Okay. Oh, sure. Plenty All, of ways to do this. Yeah. All that works. Uh, we find at the end of the episode, just get your dog, though. Yeah. It's an easier way to go about it. It's really nothing fancy here. Just get a dog and see which one attacks. Did you guys notice that because they pulled away as soon as he says, one of you is a synthoid. Yep. And then they go away. And I just like to imagine he was going, one of you is a synthoid. I'm going to keep talking and I'll tell you which one in just a minute. He's leading us into a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when, when, you, when, you're, when your whole group gets the news that one of you is working against the rest of you, mm-hmm. my first thought is the first person who opens their mouth and says something negative about the guy giving you this information 99 times out of 100 is the guy that he's talking about. My first thought would be, oh, remember when Junkyard was barking at Duke? And then Duke (laughs) forgot his girlfriend's name. And then Duke said to kill Junkyard, even though he'd never really say that. And he's not been too broken up about this whole defunding thing. Yeah. Nah, Destro's probably lying. (laughs) Nah, you know, I'm going to go with Duke on this one. Absolutely. Uh, um, and then the weirdest thing about the whole sentence to me, though, is that Duke screams, he's leading us into a trap. And then five <laughs> seconds later, they're in a trap <laughs> that they've been led into by themselves because they get trapped at Joe base. Destro brings out all these cool drone things and they create a, a giant force field all yeah. around. Why aren't they using that way more often? All yeah. the time. Don't we ask this question all the time? Where are the water robots or Pyramid of Darkness? I think, I think that it is. It is like... Have you ever seen a little kid play with toys? Yes. When they have too many toys, like they play with them for a few seconds and they get discarded. And I think that this is what it is. I think they have too much cool stuff that whenever anything happens, they're like, what do we use? Oh, let's just use this because it's handy. And then they're like, at some point, some guy's like, hey, remember we have all that really cool and useful (laughs) stuff? I'd like to believe that this is just like Destro's personal stash. Oh. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, like he saves some stuff for himself for a rainy day in yeah. case he ever has to go on the run from Cobra Commander. I consider these drones of the force field like the, uh, the Gentleman Jack that he keeps in the fridge or he keeps in the cupboard uh, for when it's Destro time. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily bust. This isn't for Cobra Commander. He's not using this for Zartan. Is Destro time like me time? Yeah. You mean like he's just like chilling in his la- living room with like a smoking jacket on? 100%. Drones like bringing him whiskey. Taking a bubble bath. <laughs> well, wouldn't his um, head corrode? I mean, I don't happens? know how he showers, but I hope he I mean, does. Clearly, that's stainless steel. If you look at his outfit, he's basically wearing a smoking jacket all the time. 
got that big furry collar and that's true so, so um quick question though uh the they, they decided to start taking off in all the sky strikers and destro says come to my bachelor pad it's gonna be awesome and then uh, all the tanks and stuff for all the generals are shooting the force field why aren't they just shooting the drones <laughs> which are keep putting up the force field for the same reason that uh <laughs> well it's like in boxing Okay. When, you know, you're punching the guy. Yes, you're punching the guy in boxing, Chan. You watch yep. a lot of boxing, I can tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, you don't uh, you don't always punch at the head because... Uh, he's blocking that. He's right. blocking at the head. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> you, uh, you like, punch to the body. Okay. Body blow, So body basically blow, you would a- attack the drones. That would be what the body blow is. The drones putting up the defense right, right, of the right. force no, field. But see, but see, like, yeah. like in boxing, though, uh-huh. you know, you're... Uh, Go on. It's uh with the with uh like I was saying before with the head yeah is you you're gonna want to like punch with the head okay otherwise you know he's not gonna he's not gonna go down I think it makes perfect sense to me now that you've explained <laughs> it thank you so much Shane it's glad like to help out boxing I, you I punch at the head okay yeah. cool mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want any more sports tips uh, I can explain to you how the Buffalo Bills uh get the ball in the from, basket from one end of the court to the other end. You Chan, know, you really got to come over and watch football. I think we need to do some education. Tweet me, and I'll uh, I'll send you some some pictures. Oof. Anyway, we're going back to the swamp, ladies and gentlemen. Duke's escaped. He's being attacked by gators, mm. trying to hide from Copperhead. And Copperhead's like, he got gators. Again, Let's see what happens. Much like what I said in the previous episode with the shark, this isn't how gators work. They don't just no. all of a sudden like, team up and yeah, in, in three gators with their mouths wide open, coming straight at you. Maybe they're cobra-controlled gators. That's, yeah, that's true. They just train them. They're like uh, synchronized gators. Remember, there is a cobra guy named Crocmaster whose entire job is to train gators. We'll never meet him yeah. on the television show, but he exists in the background as a periphery character somewhere. <laughs> um, there's a great. Here's the deal. One good line from this entire episode is what happens right here. Okay, uh, um, Copperhead's about to shoot Duke. Okay. And so a uh, junkyard jumps up and then Mutt punches him and they're both on top of him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Copperhead says, he's going to bite me. And, and, the, and the line is just like, uh, uh, it's not clear if he's talking about the dog yep. or the dude. Uh-huh. And I at least give them credit for trying at one point during this entire episode. Mutt, help! He's going to bite me! Okay, Mutt, let junkyard... Help, he's gonna bite. Help, me. he's gonna. I feel the vapors oh coming God, on. Oh, Lord, Aunt Pity Pat. My um, goodness, those bayou swamp dwellers are. Uh, and, I, and I went right past it, though, but the way Duke escapes from the alligators, he goes straight pitfall Harry. He literally grabs a vine that shouldn't be there mm-hmm. and then goes over the top of the no, gator. He established, heads. clearly established, I chose the power. Oh, well, that's a good uh, point. Manifesting vines out of nowhere <laughs> in a jungle. And here's the deal. Not the first time Duke's done it. Either. Nope. That's, <laughs> that's right. Jungle trap. We, we hit it there, too. Uh, let's see. So we, we, we reconvene with the Joe team. They've, they're now in Destro's bachelor pad is what I call it right there. It's like it's an oil tanker. Is everything an oil tanker in this universe? Is it the only animation they really every single ship that isn't a G.I. Joe or Cobra ship yeah. is an oil tanker? The, mm-hmm. the, the writers only know of two kinds of ships. <laughs> they only know one woman. Did we already see? Did we already see? <laughs> also, a terrible viral video. Do not watch that one. Do not watch. <laughs> did we already see Mutt uh, karate chop a guy and then have his hand hurt real bad for some reason? Uh, that is correct. Yes. Why <laughs> the one guy? He, he literally he karate chops him and then he's like, "Owie, owie, 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 owie." 
Like, we've seen so many people get karate chopped on this show. Everyone. Just, I think he needs to drink more calcium. He's <laughs> not getting enough milk. I picture him with really weak bones now. He's got the bad bone density, unlike Ripcord, who has the great bone density. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he he should get checked out by the medical team. To be fair, Mutt was the one they sent into space during the Pyramid of Darkness. Oh, yeah, lowered bone density. He's got, see, Chan, we've covered the science <laughs> on this before. If you go mm-hmm. up into space, your bone density gets weird. But he was wearing a glove at the time, like in theory it should have like put the bees shouldn't have hit him in the hand you know what i'm saying i mean none of it makes sense he's just a puss (laughs) we catch in on duke he's radioing back to the base and scarlet catches him straight up mid-treason like he she's she just walks up was like hey duke why are you talking into your watch to strange people and he's like i don't trust zart i don't trust destro nope she's letting that d cloud her judgment also Mm. this is like this is like a tyler perry movie (laughs) i rewrote the episode to make it even slightly bearable you rewrote the episode yeah, and and what happens is uh uh scarlet and and synthoid duke end up having sex and, okay and, right and there right just, there on the ship he just no he just does it because he like he has to keep up the charade so he's okay. like oh all right i'll have sex with this non-synthoid woman but then during- does he prefer does he prefer synthoid women yeah. wait, wait. are they are they making this- synthoid uh uh females uh maybe i mean i mean they kind of have to (laughs) if this whole like taking over the government thing doesn't work you sell synthoid women yeah that's a way to make billions of dollars right more than billions (laughs) chan chan would give them a billion alone (laughs) (laughs) so so synthoid duke at some point realizes he has to sleep with the scarlet so he's like all right let's do this and then they share a moment they share a moment yeah like during the sex like he actually realizes like oh my god this woman is fantastic an 80s ballad goes on in the background yeah and then he he beyond all logic falls in love with her oh jesus and and then like at the end he knows like he knows that he is he is really evil and that he thought he was hoping she could redeem him but he knows he's not real and he knows he can't be with her so he destroys himself Terminator Two style. Wow. So I will say right now, Gina put more thought into the writing of this episode <laughs> than Christy Marks, the actual writer of this episode. Yikes! Time to throw down Christy Marks. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I noticed is uh, uh, Destro lays out the plan, and he's basically like, I'd like to reiterate, one of you is a Synthoid. Synthoids have replaced all your leaders. That's why they turned on you. You need to go get them. Here's where the Cobra base is. Cool. And um, he does all this on a coffee table that's about one foot off the ground <laughs> in the middle of it. Everybody is hunched over and leaning over this baby table. And it's sort of like, it's like at Thanksgiving. Until you yeah. turn like old enough, you got to sit at the little kid's table, no matter how tall you get. Just saying it happened to me. <laughs> I mean, he he is going to sell sell out his employer, but yes. he wants to also sort of humiliate the Joes at the same time. At the same time, I would actually like to believe the Joes had to build that from Ikea before he'd tell them <laughs> the plan. Yeah. I'm having issues. Build this table, Joes. <laughs> and then I'll give you the plan. <laughs> And that's what I'd like right there. Uh, there's another amazing, amazing moment. The, the the Cobra knows the Joes are coming at this point because reasons. And so they start putting the base on yellow alert, lockdown. It's time Duke gave him a little bit of a heads up. And so real Duke and real Mutt take the water moccasin. They once again threw Copperhead to his death. <laughs> I mean, we don't even know what they did with him. I assume I, the Gators ate him. We actually don't even know if it's the same Copperhead each time. 
He has to be. No two guys have that same terrible Louisiana accent. I'm just saying, maybe they just have a a, a glut of guys <laughs> named Copperhead from, from Louisiana. No, they give him that designation every time he he takes up the mantle. Oh, what about what? What if Copperhead is a synthoid? Oh, mm-hmm. uh huh. Right? Mm-hmm. Possible? Maybe yeah. he is dead after all. Maybe we didn't learn anything at all from this episode. <laughs> Maybe I'm totally wrong about that. But there's a great moment where basically there's one Cobra soldier who's like, come on, you guys, get in here before the gate closes. G.I. Joe's on the way. Wait a minute. You guys aren't Cobra. (laughs) (laughs) It reminded me of UHF, that scene with Michael Richards as Stanley Spadowski in the back of the car after he gets abducted by the mobsters. Uh And he's sitting there talking to him for like five minutes. And all of a sudden he just turns and goes, wait a minute. You guys aren't from the pizza place. And I got to enjoy that moment as that Cobra soldier's like, you guys aren't Cobras. And Duke's like, no, we're, we're definitely not. <laughs> I have to punch you now <laughs> for more than one reason. <laughs> uh, okay, huge battle fight. This is the end of the episode, basically. This is like the last 10 minutes of episode as well. Yeah, this led me to the question of, of who would actually win in a fight, Duke or Scarlet? Ooh. I mean, yeah, it was Synthoid, Duke, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, because they they seemed pretty evenly matched for the first part of the fight. They were. There's one weird thing I had with this, though, is that uh, Scarlet, when she's fighting Duke, Duke is stronger than she is, but she's got more moves because he's a synthoid. But he's made of, as we've established, bubble gum and potato chips. Why is this pressure point stuff that she's doing working on him? He doesn't have bones. She's doing all this like flipping and turning and a keto stuff on him that if you don't have bones, you should just and we're done. We're good. Nothing should work. I imagine that their bodies in the rigid form of potato and bubble potato chips and bubble gum still have to conform to certain rules. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's still got to fit in the natural order of things. I think like once once that button is hit and they start to like turn gelatinous, that's when he could potentially (laughs) fight her. Okay. But yeah, but when they're in their hardened state, yeah, <laughs> you can you can flip them and stuff. And tell me if we didn't see this coming from about I don't know fifty minutes previous. Two dukes, both of them say the other one is the synthoid. Both alike in dignity. <laughs> well, I feel like it would have been so easy for one of them just to be like, "When's my birthday?" <laughs> like we've established hey. the synthoid duke is terrible at everything scarlet could just be like what's my name yeah like she could be like what's my real name not like my my military name what is my real name i'm not even convinced she couldn't say what's your name <laughs> you know what hold on back up real quick because i just want to uh cover the bit about the cannons how they're so yes. amazing how the latest <laughs> bleeding edge technology uh the technology that we're talking about of course remote control I'm going to see if I'm saying this right. Remote control. It's a new thing in the 80s. Remote controlled cannons. Remote controlled cannons, yes. Uh, that's the unstoppable uh, uh, um, uh, device that they've created is remote control cannons. Yes. As opposed to the normal cannons when... That you turn by hand? Right, right. With people <laughs> that can actually look at the situation and adapt to it as opposed to remote controlled cannons, which are... Uh, they're... Uh, you see, Chan. It's like boxing. <laughs> uh, Chan, they live in a near future mm-hmm. in 1985's G.I. Joe. Sure. 
where remote controls can operate cannons. Uh huh. Oh wow. You yeah. can do that. That's you can do that oh, in GI that Joe. Is, no, that's blowing my mind. I totally understand now why <laughs> that would be uh, absolutely. And what I would figure would be Gina's most uncomfortable part of the entire episode yes. happens in a sec is when uh, a junkyard figures out just get the dog. You know, the dog will eat the fake Duke, and then du- fake Duke runs through the door, closes it behind him, and poor little junkyard bumps his heady head. Oh, first of all, this is like the fourth time that dog has gotten head damage, head trauma. <laughs> And, like, I am concerned for him. Let's get concussion protocol on the dog right now. I mean, do you remember how hard he hit his head when he was in in that horrible zombie guys, dog trance? You guys, I've been reading things on my Facebook feed about pressing. Cats will press their heads up against things, and that's a sign that there's serious damage. Yeah, brain damage. That's true. kidney neurologist. Oh, oh, if they do it like, I, I thought you were going to say, because my cat will come up to me and do that to me. Oh, no, 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 definitely. If he's like pressing his uh, head into your hand like he wants to, uh, you to pet him, he's probably got permanent brain damage. <laughs> oh, no. Soon, I hate you, you, just, just know, it, it <laughs> might be the pressing, it might be a normal cat impulse, or it might be the pressing. You don't know. You'll never know which. <laughs> Man, that's why you go to WebMD, to know that everything that <laughs> is wrong with you could be cancer. Uh, WebVD. Oh, that's my bad. Web uh, veterinary. I, I do want to look forward to the future Web episode VD where... where uh, I'm yeah. sorry. Is that the, hold on. Let me just uh, uh, open up that uh, web page real quick and see. Like, oh. Just type in VD and Ooh, see Yeah, that's not... That's not what you were looking for at sorry all. about that. No, I look forward to the future episode where the animators just put Mutt in the background of a shot, just pressing his head against a no, wall. No. <laughs> or Junkyard, I should say. Or both. <laughs> Mutt's probably had some brain damage, Mutt. too. I don't care Mutt. about Mutt. I only care about Junkyard. Who's going to feed Junkyard if Mutt's gone? Gina. <laughs> uh, yeah, give him to me. I'll take him. Uh, at this point, we've got to establish Cobra Commander is so fucking stupid. Like, really? I mean, again, yeah. this is maybe the worst. This is the most overthought out plan. Like, if he, again, if he would have not gone to step three and four of this plan and stopped at one, he probably takes over the world. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost assuredly. Instead, fake Duke walks in and he's just like, I'm the I'm the fake Duke. I'm not the real Duke. He's like, I'll just see about that. <laughs> Somehow between when we saw this of the neutralizer last time and this time, Cobra Commander has taken it from just dude in front of you and pulled it all the way back to all synthoids. I think he's a fidgeter. I think he's like, a fidgeter. I think he just fidgets with things because we've established he's a child. Yes. Two children standing each other's uh, shoulders. <laughs> yes. So I think he just like fidgets with things and didn't realize that he had turned it all the way up to melt everyone. Why didn't Zartan just put in a little chunk of metal, solder it to the things like you cannot push it down any further than a third of the way. (laughs) Unless you bypass something. Bigger question. Why didn't Zartan just give him a fake controller? (laughs) Keep the real controller and just press the button (laughs) quietly behind him while he's pressing it to make him think he's doing something. It's like the equivalent of giving like the kid the steering wheel on the grocery cart. Mm -hmm. The kid's not really steering the cart, Chan. (laughs) (laughs) also i would just like to say if i was watching a speech like say i was watching obama give a speech yes or or bernie give a speech feeling the burn and all of a sudden he started to melt into gray (laughs) gelatinous goo i don't feel like that's something you would ever get over i believe that would be like the jfk assassination happening on television all over again i feel like i would instantly think like okay someone is pumping lsd into this room (laughs) Or I'm having a stroke, or like there are aliens. I I just feel like for for those few minutes while you are you are figuring out what's going on, you are never going to be the same after that. I should have never done that shroom when I was seventeen. <laughs> it's coming back on me that they said it would in that after school video, and now I regret all my decisions of my previous life. 
Uh, but keying into those speeches, though, there were some weird speeches given over here because the generals are together and they're just like, we will now recognize Cobra as our friend. No- yeah. And again, what's the time span here? Is it like 24 <laughs> hours later? There's a lot of legislation that must have gotten ramrodded through. <laughs> Apparently, Cobra already controls Congress. Why Under do they need... new organizational structure, Cobra must be recognized as <laughs> Honestly, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, you should just be... Fr- it doesn't say that like Cobra owns or anything. It's just like, hey, if you see a Cobra on the street... Say, what's up, bud? Like, shake hands. Yeah, but that would be the equivalent of of the general being in front of the officers today and just being like, we will now consider ISIS to be our close friends in battle. (laughs) I mean, again, if you see them on the street somewhere, you know, they're not carrying like a backpack. You're just like, hey, come have a beer with me, bro. So uh, then go on with the admiral said right afterwards. Do you have that queued up, Chan? All Navy personnel will be under the command of Cobra under the command of Cobra Forces. Now Again, is- 24 hours later, <laughs> mm-hmm. we've passed a thing saying the Navy belo- <laughs> is now under the command of this terrorist organization. Sure. What are the voters in this world thinking? That seem- I mean, it's not a democracy. Uh, no. The army is not a democracy. Uh, it is not. It is not even a little bit. There you go. Uh, however, I'm just saying like there are checks and balances in the American <laughs> system. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of checks or balances lately, so I'm just going to assume <laughs> that that's uh, a theoretical. And, and how does Cobra Commander get the gall, the unmitigated nerve to blame Zartan <laughs> when he <laughs> flat out fucked himself? He's a child. He's a child. Yeah. To be fair, the remote-controlled cannons. Ooh. I'm sorry, am I saying that right? I just wanted to make sure. No, no, you got it. You got it. Control- okay. Yeah. Um. All you have to do is shoot the switchboard, and all of the individual cannons blow themselves up. Uh, so I Seems feel like, like a design flaw. I feel like everything just has that built in, just as a matter of course. Isn't that everything in GI Joe? Would, maybe yeah. that's why Wild Bill shot that control panel earlier. He just knew some bad guy cannons <laughs> somewhere were probably going to go. Mm-hmm. He he understands the logic of this world. That's why he's crazy. Maybe he's smarter than all of us. Uh, well, yes. We're coming up to my favorite part of the episode. Is that the reinstatement ceremony? It's the end. Yes. <laughs> this one, uh, this was a pretty rough one right here. This, this was a slog. It's, it's an amazing thing when part two of Synthoid Conspiracy can make part one of Synthoid Conspiracy <laughs> look very watchable. <laughs> I mean, fairy is a strong word. (laughs) I think my favorite moment here uh, at the end right there is they're all getting their medals. This is like the end of Star Wars, basically. (laughs) We're all getting their medals, and they're all being told what a great job they're doing. And Uh the same music is playing in the background. I sort of got, I saw some Ewoks back there or something Mm -hmm. dancing. And then I I just have, as a note here, it's just like back full reinstatement. Now let's waste some taxpayer dollars. (laughs) It's all back on again. And uh, that will end the episode. <laughs> Bechdel test fail. Oh, thank God. I did not want this to be the episode no! that we passed it the second I time. I want this with. to be the episode that everyone forgets existed. I feel like the real story here is afterwards, after everything falls to shit, uh, <laughs> Cobra Commander Zartan, at, with the assistance of Destro. Yes, Destro comes back. He says, look, look, we're not going to take over the world with this stuff. Let's turn them into sex toys and make a <laughs> shit ton of money. That is the episode that passes the Bechdel test because yeah. you've got a bunch of those dolls mm-hmm. being made. They, they're talking to each other. Are like, they officially hey, female, though? What? Are they really women? Well, sex you would toys? Ha- you would... If they're sex toys, are they really women? If they're just synthoid, would they pass the Bechdel test if they're just goo? I think what would pass the Bechdel test are all the the women who 
order them okay themselves for like their their lady parties oh all right lady yeah. parties mm-hmm. yeah uh, i'll just go with you right there that's <laughs> fine that's that's the end of that episode right there thank god <laughs> thank god we got some good ones coming up in just a little oh, bit here uh but until then gosh i just want to I, I just want to get out the door on this one i want to take a shower I'll, oh actually, here's my thought right here was that uh, you could have watched synthoid conspiracy part one uh-huh. right at the end of that episode you could have just had somebody walk in and just be like, okay, here's the story. Mud gets away, uh, Destro's pissed, and everything's fine. Synthoids are gone. And I would have felt better about my life in general <laughs> than having sat through the 22 minutes that was Synthoid Conspiracy Part 2, because that's basically all that happened. That five-second speech stretched for 22 minutes. <laughs> Guys, uh, maybe next time we'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> just read the Wikipedia page description yeah. <laughs> of it. Yeah, this this was a rough one. In any case, it'll be better next week, I promise. Can I promise that? Uh, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> Until then, I am Ray Stacanus, and I am at Almighty Ray. I'm Robert Chan. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm Gina Ippolito, and I'm at Gina Ippy. And uh, thank you for bearing with us today. <laughs> Good night now. <laughs> I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.